This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler here for the final segment in today's episode on the Steelers Blitz. And it's a great time to remind you that today's episode, just like all the other episodes, are in podcast format. And wherever you get your podcast at, and I do mean wherever you get your podcast mm. at, you just type in the word Steelers Blitz. Blitz, the only way you can spell it, with the letter Z. With a Z. Yeah, I don't think anyone uses... Yeah, it's, that's you, one you of those know? funny that we've been uh, we've been saying that hey. for years. Blitz with a Z. Like, does anyone spell does, it anywhere how, how else? Do you know. spell Blitz? I don't with know. A, if you if you spell it with an S, I mean, just you're, you're, you're weird. It's shame on you. Yeah, you're weird. So, with that being said, wherever you get your podcast set, type in Steelers Blitz, and you will be able to get this content, this show, and previous shows as well, commercial free. Might I add you on demand. Yes, sir. It is an awesome concept. It's like, it's like Netflix of radio, except for you ain't even going to pay for it. Yeah, There's no monthly yeah, subscription we're not, fee. We're not raising the subscription price. Well, you know, I, maybe, I remember when I first got should. Netflix, it was like $9, $7. Now it's like $19. Let's should keep we start up. charging? Everybody yeah. who subscribed to the Steelers Blitz, should you and I go knock on their door once a month and, hey. We'll give them a discount. five ninety nine. $5.99 per month. We get a discount because we like y'all. I thought we'd just do a flat $6 because six Super Bowls. No, 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 no. Six just sounds worse. That's what you got to say, 99 as if it's any you, difference. It's kind of like, right. oh, it's nineteen ninety nine. Oh, it's not twenty. It's nineteen ninety nine. You're right. You're like, bro, but that's twenty dollars and three cent when you put the tax on it. I, Sixburg. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You right. Just throwing it out there, you know. <laughs> but before we went to break, we did say we were going to talk about the three areas that we are most confident in. Yes. With this Pittsburgh Steelers team, and I will start this one off. I love it. You so start starting at number at, three as well? Of course. Come on, man. Don't be asking questions. I'm the driver in this car. You just sit over there and put your seatbelt on, okay? All right. Can I control the music? Okay. No, don't I touch the, my switches either. Cord? No, you put your hands in your pocket. You sit there and don't make too much noise, okay? That's what you do yeah, you when you're, GPS in, when you're you in the passenger seat. If you seat. need me to, that's about and, it, right? And when I say I want some nuggets, you get the barbecue sauce, okay? That's that's what we on right now, all right? <laughs> but the third area that I am most confident in with this uh, Pittsburgh Steelers team Starts with special teams, and more importantly, Chris Boswell. You sunk, that's why you wanted to go first. Because we've seen in the past, uh, I believe it's the 2018 season, where he was not 100% healthy. We saw how that impacted the season directly. Uh, the misses, mm-hmm. the didn't matter what you might have done to keep the game close. It didn't matter what Ben might have did to get the team in position to score. If he was missing, it wasn't going to matter. And based on the formula that we have all been talking about, that the Steelers have been creating for this team, Heavy defense. Heavy defense means you're going to be in a lot of tight games, one-score games, which means field goals matter. Mm-hmm. And Boz has been a staple of consistency. Um, arguably, you know, one of the top two to three kickers in this league based on, you know, leg strength, accuracy, et cetera. So for me, man, I think of him, and I'm extremely confident in his ability. But I also wanted to include, in terms of special teams, our all-pro returner, Gunnar Oshesky, Man, when you think of Gunnar, he is proven. He is an all-pro return man, and we know what our special teams unit has looked like when we have not had a legitimate threat as a returner, and we know what it has looked like when we have had a legitimate threat mm-hmm. as a returner. There is a big difference, but all of that matters when you're talking about winning games in the style or manner in which we're going to be winning starting next season. And the method works. I mean, we've seen the San Francisco 49ers implement it. Mm-hmm. Defense, special teams, it got them out of Green Bay in the postseason. Mm-hmm. That matters. Defense, special teams, got us out of Buffalo week one. Mm-hmm. It matters. It flipped the game versus the Chargers and brought us back into the equation. 
Green Bay could have been another situation for us where we had the uh, phantom block field goal yeah, return for a, a touchdown. Play. Who like, knows how that game ends up? So for me, man, that's why I wanted to start with Boz and the special teams unit. Well, I figured this might happen at some point. Uh oh. But I, yeah, kicker is number three for me. And it might sound funny. Why'd some... you say it like that? Like, kicker? Like, you didn't want to give him no respect? I thought you were a big McAfee guy. Well, no, you, know, you he's just, a punter, you so, you know, it's just, it's just like, dang. I mean, I don't, so need, yeah, to, I don't need to be the little parrot oh, on your, kicker. I don't need to be the little parrot on your shoulder and echo but, 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 every, you but know. But you're a great-haired parrot, though, if I, if I add that. Rock, you know? Thank you, Ron. Yeah, and, and I like the color of your hair. It's a lot better than most parrots that I've seen, Rock. you know? I don't have green and red hair, Ron. P- Polly want a cracker? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I could do the voice like Gilbert Gottfried in Aladdin. There oh, Jafar, what are you doing, Jafar? <laughs> you, like, people might laugh that that's number three on both of our lists, but you laugh at that until you don't have it. Mm-hmm. Like we did in 2018 when Boz was clearly not healthy and, and clearly not 100%. Hindsight's an easy game. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the whole if ifs and buts were candy and nuts thing. But if Boz performs like he has in every other year in 2018, that team makes the playoffs. Oh, absolutely, they do. They they win in Oakland mm-hmm. clearly, and there was one other game that's that's slipping my mind right now where they win. That is again, it's one of those things that's easy to take for granted until it becomes an issue. Ask Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky drove his team down the field playoffs yep. against the defending Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. Opportunity to win a home playoff game in 2019 and <laughs> double double doink. <laughs> the kicker choked by Cody Pankey was his name, right? I believe so. He was short lived out there. Yeah, well, because he double doinked in a playoff game mm-hmm. and a makeable field goal to to win the thing at home. That's that's something that is easy to take for granted again until you don't have it until it costs you. Chris Boswell is is something someone you should feel extremely confident and and fortunate to to be in the black and gold. And I'm also glad that Boz is accustomed to kicking in high pressure situations because 100%. once again, when you have limited offensive resources and you're not anticipating scoring a lot of points, every kick becomes heightened. Yep. The pressure for every kick, field goal or extra point, becomes heightened. Yep. It all matters. It sure does. So it's good to know that we have a confident guy back there. And then, like you said, even as a return man, I mean, you think about just the difference of returns that we've experienced from a Ryan Switzer versus a Deontay Johnson versus a Ray Ray McLeod. All three of those guys had pros, but all three of those guys also had cons associated with them that made us feel certain types of ways at certain parts of the game with them being out there. So it definitely does matter. Absolutely. Yes, it does, partner. What you got for number two? So for me, man, for number two, the area that I'm second most confident in with this Steelers team is the running back. More importantly, Najee Harris. Now, I understand that we don't have the depth surrounding him that I would like, but Najee has proven thus far that last year, I mean, he was an elite running back. And he was an elite running back regardless of O-line, regardless of quarterback, regardless of coordinator. He is that talented. His ball security was immaculate. His availability was immaculate. Immaculate. We saw what he could do catching the ball at the backfield. We saw his ability to make defenders miss in open space. He hardly ever was tackled by one defender. All of those things point to me feeling even more confident in him improving. Now, when I say improving, I don't speak of it from a statistical perspective because I do think that's going to be tough to duplicate or improve on those numbers because at least last year he had been and been, even though he wasn't great for four quarters, command attention. still respect him because you know every game he would get hot at one point in time and that was the difference maker. Coming into this season, teams are not going to be viewing Mitch Trubisky 
or whoever is at quarterback in that same vein. They're going to take the approach of you got to prove it to me. And rightfully so. So that is going to mean that Najee's going to be facing a lot more attention. Najee's not sneaking up on anybody. Teams are going to make Mitch or this quarterback situation, they're going to make those guys have to beat them. They're not going to allow Najee to beat them. But I continue to feel extremely confident because I do think that Najee is going to only be improved. I think conditioning-wise, he's going to be even in better shape because he understands what that's going to look like for him. He understands how many touches he's anticipating getting again. Mm-hmm. He's a 400-plus touch guy. Mm-hmm. We're going to ride him till the wheels fall off. The wheels on the bus better go round and round. They better. I like it. But that's my number two. What's, what say you, though, my friend? You're going to like this one. The defensive staff Ooh, okay, inside the organization. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, Moats, every level of this defense I mean, they established has a stud coaching. But obviously the three big names mm-hmm. that stick out, uh, Mike Tomlin at the helm, we mm-hmm. all know what his masterpiece is. We've Former all, defensive coordinator. We've uh-huh. all heard the stories of him coming in at, at halftime and grabbing whiteboards and, and redrawing the defense on the fly, and here's mm-hmm. what we're going to do, and here's how we're going to play this. You were already very happy to have a guy like Terrell Austin on the staff as well, too. Former defensive coordinator Former as well. Former defensive coordinator yep. who, mind you, had one of the best units when, in the league when he was in Detroit. Yep. Let me say that again. One of the best units in the league when he was the defensive coordinator – in Detroit, mm-hmm. a place where they ain't been able to do buckus. Absolutely. He had a top-ranked defense every year that he was the D coordinator there. And then you bring in Brian Flores. Ah, another former defensive coach. Another former defensive, former defensive coach coordinator. Yeah, who yeah, just yeah. led the Miami Dolphins to their first back-to-back winning seasons in two stinking decades. Is this, It sounded like you're telling me we got pedigree all of a sudden. Is that what it sounds like you're telling me? I, I, I don't know how you can't look at this defensive staff and, and not get excited. And that doesn't even account for some of the Jerry O's and some of the other guys that are on that staff that are mm-hmm. great positional coaches and have, have been with the Steelers, have had success in the league. Carl Dunbar, I mean. Absolutely. Highly established they, guy. Absolutely. I love this defensive staff. I lo- Capital L-U-V. Love. Boy, I know what you said. Capital like, L-U-V. Love this ca- defensive staff. L-U-V-E-E. There we go. I just wanted to throw no, that's in. the Louvre. That's that. That's that art museum in France. Oh, my bad. Lo siento, papi. Lo siento. All righty. Number one. Well, for me, ladies and gentlemen, can I get a drum roll, please? Play my theme music. I am the entertainer. Oh, now you're talking to me. But we're not about to get fined. We're not getting fined because you know we can't do that. Show's too big. Oh, now sorry, we'll get fined. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, we don't have the rights to that song. But for me, man, the the number one area that I am most confident in with this team. It's the outside linebackers. You talk about T.J. White, reigning defensive player of the year. You talk about Alex Highsmith, guy who had, what I think it was six and a half sacks last year. Both of those guys, I thought, exceeded expectations last year, but both of those guys still have so much more room to improve. I mean, you think about T.J., what he did last year, he missed time along with having games where we knew he was clearly injured, and he still was able to tie the it's NFL crazy. sack record. And win defensive player of the year. This is a dude that if he has a full all season, he's able to work the way that he's accustomed to working. He typically doesn't miss time. His availability has been one of the best things about T.J. Watt. Last year was the, literally the first time we ever experienced that version, and it was largely because of, you know, the no OTAs and the weird training camp situation that was going on because of the contract. I don't anticipate that happening again this year. So I do think that that's going to be a – just crazy situation when we see a more improved version of him. But then when you talk about Alex Highsmith, I mean, this is a dude that when we traded Melvin Ingram, 
his play increased. Mm -hmm. His productivity increased. We knew that he could stop the run, but we started seeing a lot more TFLs. We also started to see him rush with confidence against some nice quality left tackles, and he was holding his own. He was definitely proving that, hey, you're not going to be able to just slide the protection to TJ Watt. You better put some respect on me. And I like that for the combo. But then when you look at the depth behind those guys, I mean, Derek Tuska, he had some some nice moments last year in terms of providing some spot relief yeah. for these two rushers. Yeah. You talk about a Jannard Avery. He's a guy that if you date back to his rookie year in Cleveland, he was playing predominantly at outside linebacker. He looked good. In fact, we were the victim of him. He had a sack and I think two QB hits in that game that we ended up tying with the Browns in the opener in 2018 season. Jannard, I mean, he he has a natural ability to rush the passer. You're not looking for Jannard to play, you know, 40% of the snaps. Not at all. But if he's coming in and spot relief for both of those guys, that is a nice under-the-radar yeah. signing right there that I do think will help this team out a lot. But for me, man, I love this outside linebacker group, man. You have high-end talent in T.J. Watt, and you have a really, really good young outside linebacker in Alex Highsmith who's ready to just continue to take his next step forward. So mine's my last one here, my number one, is kind of same church, different pew is your answer. I just went with the pass rush. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've led the league in, in sacks five straight years now? Yeah. And they've done it different ways throughout that process, too. Like, remember when that streak started, it was Vince Williams up the middle. It was Mike Hilton off the edge. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, T.J. Watt's been a huge factor in that, too. But as the names change, as Bud Dupree comes and goes, Vince Williams, Mike Hilton, some of these other guys, right? What do we know is the constant? The Steelers can get after the quarterback. Yeah. We, we talked about that in the first segment of the show. As bad as the run defense was, what was the saving grace for this team? They could get after the quarterback Absolutely. and they could create splash. I mean, TJ and Alex Highsmith that you mentioned, Cam Hayward, you, you, you get Stephon Tewitt back. I mean, there is just a lot to like. Uh, obviously, again, from the organization that has led the league in, in sacks for five straight years. And that is why, too, when we talk about some of these defensive linemen in the draft, and the Jordan Davis types, oh, well, is there, are they only a two-down player? And what do they really give you in pass rush? I don't care because I'm already supremely confident there. Bring in some dudes that can help stop the run, and now all of a sudden we're cooking with fire. But, yeah, it's, it's kind of similar to what you said, but I'll, I'll go with the entire unit there. This team's ability to get after the quarterback is, and, and I can say this without being hyperbolic or without being a homer because, again, five straight seasons, the number don't lie. Right. Their ability to get after the quarterback is the best in the NFL and has been for half a decade. And maybe they don't finish first in sacks this year. Maybe they're second or third or fourth, but they're going to be able to rush the passer. That, I promise you. I like that. I like when you. I like when you finally give some defense praise, man. Like I, thank two of my you. three answers there were defense. Was One say, was finally. Fa- I didn't talk about the offense at all there. Finally, Uh-oh, geez. that's not very good though. You know, Uh-oh. you're right. It's not that's very. It's not good. a great sign. It's not good at all. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. But I do like that though. I do like that a lot by you, man. The pass rush has been elite, and it will continue to be elite. However, they decide to drum up yep. that that pressure. I mean, because. That's just what the Steelers do, man. That is what the Pittsburgh Steelers that's do. From the do. steel curtain to Blitzburg to whatever we'll call this era in hindsight. Maybe Absolutely. maybe five straight years, Berg. Mm, never know. That was that was that was bad. I'm yeah, sorry. that was kind of weak. I that wanted was, to give you some that credit. Was, that was but lame. I was like, I wasn't really it, feeling it was, that. That was lame. I'm sorry. But I do feel like it is time. 
to go to the Twitter.com. Oh, I agree. We got some uh, participation so, so, today, so, cousin. So, so let's look at what the Twitter.com is talking about. Who, who's showing a little love? Who has a take that they want to get off their chest? Let's just go through these in chronological order, if that's all right with all right. you, All right. I like when you Max. say chronological. I can't spell it, but I like how you say it, Is that it, one though. of those big words? Is that cr- like, like knee jerk? Like, like, like knee jerk. Man, that's a big word. SAT word. Mind <laughs> you know what blown. I need, you know what I need to cut up that we're probably allowed to, to use legally? What's up? You know that goofy little, that Cardi B laugh that, <laughs> <laughs> that laugh that she does? Oh, we need to get that so whenever we make like a, 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 make a bad inside joke or something, we can play this. Just, just laugh. <laughs> just, just laugh for a little bit. Steeler Nation 920, where do you rate Terrell Edmonds as a safety in the scope of the National Football League? Uh, as a strong safety? Um trying to think of all the strong safeties in the league now. A strong, an SS1. How about that? No, no, yeah, because we're talking strong not, safety. Not elite, hmm. but he is, he's but no, no, no. certainly a, is, a strong safety one. No, no, when you say rate him, that's the other question. Are you talking about top five, top like, ten? Because that's a different conversation right. than just how do I view Terrell Evans as a player? Because a guy could be a good player but not be a top ten guy. Baker Mayfield, I talked to him, I said he's a good player, but he's not a top ten quarterback, but he's still good. But if you're saying, what do I rate him versus other quarterbacks, that's a different conversation. He's probably in like the 12 right. to 16 conversation. So, so that's what I'm trying to figure out. Are we just like. I think that's what he means. Because he did say, where do you rate Terrell Edmonds in the, in in the, the NFL? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's different. It's a lot of strong safeties in this league. But in all honesty, man, I still would put him as a top 10 guy. I was going to say, he's probably in the 7 to 10 range yeah. for me. And, and the reason I put him in there is because of this, man. Strong safeties typically do not generate a ton of turnovers. That's not what that position is for. Mm-hmm. Free safety is the guy who gets the interceptions. That's why you always hear the argument of Ed Reed versus Troy Palomalu. And even though Troy's numbers were nice, it was like, of course, E.D. Reed is going to have a lot more of those interceptions type things solely because of the position that he was playing. Yep. So for Edmonds, it's a similar conversation. I still think Edmonds is a bona fide tackler. Why do you think he's led this team or been in the top two to three in tackles on this team every single year that he's been out there? He's always available. He is limited in certain avenues, but we saw him produce interceptions last year. So that whole narrative that he cannot create splash is false also. So to me, I have him as a top 10 safety. I just don't, I wouldn't put him in the top five in terms of strong safeties, but I do think he's a top 10 strong safety in the NFL. I agree. And I know a lot of Steeler fans will go, what? But go go ahead and look at the list of strong safeties around the NFL. Yeah. Strong safeties, not not, not free, free safeties. Because Tyron Matthew is not strong a strong safety. Safeties. That is a free. Not not Minka. Minka's a free. Not Jesse Bates. That's a free. Not Harrison. Uh, not 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 uh, uh Harrison, Harrison Smith. Smith. Yep. Nah, Harrison Smith. He's a free. Uh, Byard from Tennessee. Right. Those are all free. So when you say strong safety, make sure we talk about strong safety. That's yes. your Landon Collins. That's your Keanu News. Let me think. Who else is strong? This popping off the top of my head. Jamal Adams, that's a strong safety. Big time difference. Big time difference in terms of the caliber of guys we're talking about there. Completely agree. Uh, 920 also wants to know, would you rather get hit at full speed by Debo or Ray Lewis? Oh, my goodness. Just just get a shovel and bury me right here instead. Hmm. Yeah, that sucks either way. Here's what I'll do. I'll say Debo just because then at least I could tell Steeler fans like, oh, yeah, I got laid out by Debo. Fair enough. Yeah. 
I'm going to go Debo because I think Ray has more size, so I think he's going to hit a lot harder. And where Ray's hits come are typically, you know, middle of the field, downfield a little bit more, so I'm going to be going a lot faster. Whereas Debo kill you, but he kill you on the crossing route. He get you on that short underneath stuff. So it might not hurt as bad as if I'm coming across that middle 10, 15 yeah, yards down the field. Take an ice bath yeah, this yeah. But either way, both of them are going to have me hurt. Three concerns for Steeler Nation. Number one, not having a veteran wide receiver. Number two, making sure our run defense improves. And number three, safety depth. Other than Minka or an injury, it's bad news. Nye brings up a good point right there, man. Without a doubt, uh, he does. That's, a, that's an area that, that we you got to think they're going to uh, to address here in the next few weeks. Yeah, not a lot of depth behind Minka, man. What was the second thing he said up there? His second thing was uh, run defense has to be better, making sure the run defense improves. Uh, yes, yes. Yes, completely on the same page there. Let's go with I concur. Frank here has uh, concerns and confidence. Okay. Three concerns. D-line, number two, strong safety, number three, backup running back. Yeah, backup running back is is in the running for me. It's it's one of those sneaky, you know, we've talked about it here mm-hmm. on the show before. It doesn't stand out like the safety position, like maybe wide receiver or maybe just what happens right. if Alawalu and Tuit aren't the well, same on the D-line. Well, also because backup running back isn't getting the amount of snaps as Correct. that third but receiver, that D-line, or that need. safety. Yeah, still Excuse certainly me. a yeah. need. And then uh, most confident for Frank, number three, the linebackers. Number two, the starting running back, of mm-hmm. course. Minka, <laughs> Nashi Harris, other Alabama, other Alabama there? guy on the other side of the field, uh, and number one, the head coach Mike Tomlin. Hey, 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 go, go, Coach Tomlin, goes Tomlin, go, Coach Tomlin, goes Tomlin, go, go, Coach, go, Coach, you the head coach. It's now your stop. birthday. Now hey, everybody hey, do. Hey, oh, hey, ho. Hey, <laughs> I need more of those videos of Moats <laughs> out there on Friday nights. Yeah, I know how local, I get a little fun, with man. With the local cheer squads. Oh, yeah, I know how, has, yeah, I know how I like to have a little nobody fun. Nobody has fun like Arthur Moats. Sensei tweets us. Oh, what's up, cousin? What, what they been? do, what they do. Uh, hard-hitting question, I thinks. I see what you did there. Does it feel like since the passing of Mr. Dan Rooney and in this era that the standards and expectations have lowered? A buddy asked me this last week, and it's been keeping me up since. Your thoughts? Well, don't let it keep you awake, all right? I mean, you need to get a good night's sleep. Yeah, I would agree with that. This is another thing you and I have talked about a little mm-hmm. bit. Y- you want to go first on this one? I mean, I do feel like the standard has been lowered in a sense. I think right now we verbally say one thing, but I think the way in which we go about implementing that standard is a little convoluted because in the past it wouldn't be a, we'll do whatever it takes you know, to get us through this year, and then next year we're trying to do it. You know, Typically it would be every single year we legitimately feel like we can go win a Super Bowl. Right now, I'm asking myself, what is the best version of the 2022 Pittsburgh Steelers look like? Is that the San Francisco 49ers? Probably. Is that the Tennessee Titans? Probably. Because we don't talk about either one of those teams, even in the postseason, as legitimately being Super Bowl contenders. We say, hey, man, if everything goes right for them, ball bounces their way, the quarterbacks don't kill them, they can get in. But we never look at them as teams that can beat the elite, talented quarterbacks, which we saw when the Niners played the Chiefs and why everybody brings up the missed throw from Jimmy G. But it's like, we know what Jimmy G was. So you can't fault him for having one bad overthrow because at the end of the day, he did his he job. He wasn't the one who was supposed to right. win you the game. It was the your defense. Was the defense. And Mahomes just went crazy. Who like, gave up three touchdowns in the fourth quarter or whatever it was. Right. So that's the part for me where I'm always just like, what is the standard right now? I mean, we always say a Super Bowl or bust, but we've definitely altered that. I mean, it's been times where we holler about we went 11-0, and 
Remember that we, we started the season hot? That was two years ago. Win 11 and 0. We won the division. It was like, when did that become a, a, a thing we throw parades for? So I do think, in, uh, you know, if we're being real about it, yes, the standard has been watered down in a sense. The ice in the drink has has finally melted. And we needed to get fresh ice. Hopefully we'll get that fresh ice sooner rather than later. But I do think it's a little watered down right now. I think there's two ways to look at it. I think the first way is, is what Arthur Motes just laid out very, very properly, very mm-hmm. eloquently. Mm-hmm. The second is, though, if you go bigger picture, because here in Pittsburgh, the standard being the standard has always meant contending for a Super Bowl every single year. Mm-hmm. And when you have only won three playoff games in the last decade, I think it is. That doesn't scream contending. That for, does that does yeah. not scream contending. But you can also look at Dude, it. Dude, has it only been one playoff win in the last three in the in the last 10 years, I believe. Since they. Dude, you're dating was, back was, to when I was playing. There was the two when you when you were there. Um, the Chiefs and well, because we went playoff games three of the four years I was here. Three of the four years you were there. No, two of the four years because we lost wild card round my first I'm year. Pretty we sure lost you were on all division three round. Of those teams. Yes, the the the, yeah. the last playoff wins were sixteen and seventeen, or excuse me, fifteen and sixteen. Fifteen we went to the divisional round, beat Cincinnati, lost to Denver, and then seventeen was when we went, we beat Miami, beat Kansas City, and then lost to New England in the uh, in the AFC Championship. Correct. So it's. So it's three playoff wins in the last ten years. Yeah, holy cow! So when you look at it through holy that, holy cow! When you look at it through that context, right? That is not the the Steelers standard that we have all professed to. So we haven't won a playoff game since I was out there. Last playoff win Jeez. was uh, when Chris Boswell hit all those field goals against the Chiefs at Arrowhead, yeah, two thousand and sixteen. So, so the last time we won a playoff game was when I was out there. Oh my God! Since the Super Bowl, oh since God. the Super Bowl loss to the Packers, oh, right, like, which would have been in January or February that was of 20, 10, 2011. Uh, 11, yeah, yeah, excuse me. Yeah, well, yeah, the twenty ten season, but yeah. the, uh, lost in the Tebow game the next year. Mm-hmm. Did not make the playoffs for two years after that. Correct. Eight and eight both times. Wild lost card. the wild card to the Ravens. Yep. Then beat the Bengals uh-huh. in the in the crazy in the crazy game. Right. Yep. Lost the divisional round of the Broncos where you guys got robbed where Peyton Manning was down. Mm-hmm. Then the next season won your first two where uh, Bud Dupree killed. Matt Moore? Yeah, it was Matt Moore. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Chris Boswell broke Arrowhead hearts and then losing mm-hmm. in the AFC Championship to the Patriots. Lost to the Jags next year. Two years of not making the playoffs. Lost to the Browns. Lost to the Chiefs. Jeez. That's not the Steelers' standard. The other side of that equation is there's a lot of fan bases in the NFL that would would, would still sign up for No, that. no, no. Don't. We're not but doing that. But I know. That, we're talking that, about we're the Steelers. We're not doing that. So, so say, that's it's, not it's, the Steelers' standard. teams standards. out here that hang up banners for winning the division. Well, there's 12 franchises in the NFL that haven't even won a Super Bowl. Almost half the league yeah. hasn't even won a Super but Bowl. But what does that have to do with our Nothing. standard? Nothing. So why are we bringing it up then? Well, because Sensei's losing sleep, and I'm just trying nah, to man. explain to him why he shouldn't be losing nah, sleep. I no, don't, I, don't, I don't hear none of that. That's like, hey, man, my relationship sucks, but you know what? Their relationship sucks, too. It's like, it doesn't matter. Your relationship needs to get fixed. I don't care about what they're doing over there. I agree with you on that. I also yeah. think, too, it is a little, like, I, I know we say that Steelers is, standard is a standard thing, and that's been one of the mantras that Mike Tomlin brought here over the last, you know, decade and a half, and you have yeah. to believe that to eventually achieve that. I would agree, yeah. But it's... It, and it's a salary cap league. Like every every team comes to the end of its run. I mean, but do they really though? We're still looking how, at the Patriots. Great, the Patriots. I, was say, to, I don't think they went to the playoffs last con- year. Yeah, but are they a contender? The Steelers went to the playoffs last they year. St- Did you view all, them as a all contender? All I'm saying is though, when you talk about the length of time, right? We said we missed what the playoffs two years since then. You know, what I mean, we haven't won in how long or whatever. They were just a year removed from Brady, and they still went back to the postseason. That's all I'm saying. We'll see if the Steelers can get back there this year. Yeah.
All right, we got like a minute here, Motsi. Let's run through some of these. All right, let's get it. Let's get it. TC says Trubisky isn't leading uh, four or five fourth quarter comeback victories like Ben did last season. I completely agree. That's a great point. Yeah, and that's been my biggest concern. but But my point to that is. You hope you shouldn't be in the situations where you have to have four or five or six fourth quarter comebacks. If you can run the ball, if you can play defense, if you can have a lead in the fourth quarter. But does Trubisky's track record say or prove to us that you're having these leads? Because that's not always been the case. That is not. I mean, he did go what, like twelve and four one of those years yeah, in like Chicago. His first year? But, yeah. but yeah. Don Juan, three uh three concerns are still the three needs running back, receiver, and safety. Uh, Tyler says here he's confident in this defense will be in every game based off of it alone to it Tyson Miles Jack huge impact Mm -hmm. smells like 1995 hey 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 where's Kevin Green let's go that wild man and Motsi's boy Rod Woods yes sir (laughs) Uh, three likes for Buddha number three special teams the wizard of Boz he'll be busy this season number two edge rushers another leading sack season number one the one thing no one else has Mike Tomlin I bet on Mike T almost every time. Plus, he bought some new paint for his barn. <laughs> Brandon, that's a good one, Buddha. That's I'm still Buddha. When you hear me, when you hear me steal, when you hear me steal that over training camp, just 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 mind your own business and smile. No, that is pretty funny, right? That was a good one. Brendan tweets us and says, "Your Gilbert Gottfried is perfect." What do you mean, my Gilbert Gottfried is perfect? Ah, oh, Jafar, what no, are you, you doing, Jafar? You do sound just like him. I love it, man. D have wants to know if Anthony McFarland bounces back this year. <laughs> Yo, he come with the, with the Photoshop, bro. <laughs> That's good. It's good. It's 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 Mozi slapping me like I'm at the Oscars. I'm Chris Rock and he's Will Smith. I said, keep the deepest concerns out your mouth. <laughs> really, dude? Go. Let's go. Out your mouth. All right. Uh, Anthony McFarland <laughs> bounces back this year. I I think he he's he's a guy that you can do some things with. We'll see we'll see yeah. how they use him in Matt Canada's offense. No, without a doubt. And in all seriousness, I still ask myself, what is he bouncing back to? Because we really haven't seen, you know, that element of his game consistently just yet. Agreed. Steel City Champs, last one here says Steelers till I die. We do have the Stanley Cup playoffs coming up in a few weeks, though. I need your tutorial on the pens at some point. <laughs> Just saying. Listen, we haven't done like a five-minute free play in a while where we, we do not. one of those goofy yeah. talk about anything. So we'll, we'll, we'll get there at some point. Hey, we might even have to talk a little masters. Ooh. Oh, Friday Taka, two taka for, with you. For a second or two. But Motsi, I think that's going to do it for us today. Yes, because Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler do not work overtime, and especially we don't do that on Wednesdays. So with that being said, Power Grid Megawatts, we definitely appreciate all of the support and yes, participation it was amazing bloody marvelous brilliant lads brilliant absolutely gotta give a big time shout out to the homie terrence garvin man taking yes. some time out of his day to jump on the line with us man give some of his awesome takes and insight on the pittsburgh steelers gotta give a big time shout out also to my producer mr wesley Euler, keeping his extra Bing crispy bong. there it is doing what he does best on the ones and twos and last but certainly not least i guess i give a shout out to my co-host, my partner in crime, Wesley Euler. I think he just got drafted, ladies and gentlemen. Mine was better yesterday. He definitely just got drafted. So, with that being said, man, it's been a fun, amazing, 
show. And we will talk again on Friday. Same time, same place. As you already know, where to find us on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Stellars. Mm -hmm. Nation. Mm -hmm. Radio. There it is.